If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Hey, everyone, you're listening to the Photo Business Help Podcast. I'm Natalie Jennings, and this is part two of a three-part series I am doing for beginner photographers covering a few different topics that Amanda of Amanda Jean Photography brought up, and I thought they were going to be awesome topics to cover. So Amanda's with me again today, and she can let you guys know where to find her online, and we'll dive into shooting sharper in camera. Hello. I Yeah, I am on Instagram and Facebook only right now at a Jean dot photo. Nice. Cool. And where are you at in your photo journey? So I've been doing photography now, like more seriously in the past like year and a half, I would say I started out doing like families and couples, stuff like that, mostly friends and family. And now I'm kind of dabbling in boudoir a little bit, which actually I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. (laughs) So it was super fun. Again, working on a friend asked me to do it. And uh, it was super fun. So now I think I'm going to be playing around in that a little bit. Not ready for weddings. That is way too big of a commitment for me. (laughs) But (laughs) families, friends, boudoir is fine. But Um, keeping it kind of small. I'm not, honestly, I'm doing maybe one session a month, maybe. So I'm not very busy. (laughs) No, that's great. And I really like that you brought up that a friend asked you to try it and you found that you really liked it. And I think I might've shared this story on the podcast before, but when I was first starting out, I was asked to do some food photography for a photographer that was on maternity leave. And I had never thought about food photography, nor did I think I would like it, but I ended up really enjoying it. I got to go to a ton of different really cool places and learn a style that I had never done before, which helped me in all of my photography. And so I guess if there's a message here, it's just to try out different styles of photography that you might not have seen online or you might not be modeling your business after because you may you may try fashion or sports or nature or whatever and, and find that you absolutely love it. So I think that's really cool. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Okay. So you're wondering, you asked about getting a clearer image in camera. And so today I have, I wrote down a few things. I have seven different tips, but I just wanted to get a sense of sort of like how you're shooting, what you're shooting with and and what sort of result you're finding. So I have a Sony a7 III nine times out of 10. It's very rare. I put my other lens on because I only have two. Again, I'm starting small with this business. Um, I am almost always using my 28 millimeter that goes down to a 2.0. Um, for the f-stop I try to shoot as wide open as possible and I have kind of figured out you know that you have to (laughs) you have to drop that number a little bit in order to get everybody in focus that was a struggle I was dealing with about a year ago one person in the family shoot was always fuzzy and so I played around with that a little bit but um, in different lighting situations I was kind of struggling lately with having an image that looked nice and clear where you could see all of the features and the image looked rich. It's always looking a little dull, grainy, 
or noisy. I think part of that issue is I'm relying on ISO a little too much. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, well, let's let's stop there quick because okay. two of the items on my list you've already touched on, and so the first one is aperture, and obviously the sort of creamy, beautiful bokeh that we see when we see like a 50 millimeter 1.2 image that of like a flower and the whole rest of the background drops away. I mean, that's what makes professional photography look really, really cool. But it's not always sharp, especially if you're doing kiddos and people that are moving around, it's almost never sharp. So if you're shooting with a lens wide open and you're finding that your images aren't clear, the best thing you can do is move that f-stop. So if you're shooting at a 2.0, jump it up to three or four. And it's it's if it's a nice lens, it's not going to compromise the the bokeh too much until you really start cranking it to like f8 or or higher. But you'll kind of find the sweet spot for your lens and and it's definitely, you know, if you can shoot wide open sometimes awesome, but if you want to be safe and have a consistent clear image, kind of find that that f-stop that that seems to work for you more often, you'll, you'll figure it out. And so for a 2.0, yeah, try bumping it to maybe four, see how that goes. Yeah. You won't notice too much difference. Okay. The other thing is ISO. That's, that's a huge one. So if you can shoot with the lowest ISO possible and still get a quality image, that's what you want to aim for because the higher your ISO goes, the more noise that you get in the image. And we've all seen this crank it to like 3,200 in a dim room. It's just like fuzzy, fuzzy. So, um, and ISO on newer cameras, especially you like the Sony? Yeah, yeah, it does pretty good. I'm still like figuring out its little quirks and stuff, but mm -hmm. I, I really do love it. And I know it's capable of a lot. I just got to figure it out. <laughs> sure. Totally, totally. So just get in the habit of trying to do the lowest number yep. always. Yep. That's that's kind of a good rule to shoot by. So aperture, ISO, and then lens quality is something I kind of just mentioned. So the nicer your lens the sharper the image is ultimately going to be more often. You'll notice with cheaper lenses that you get you get a lot of like stuff on the edges and, and just all sorts of different things that don't come through super sharp. So that's not always something when you're starting out that, that you can do, but um, you can certainly make up for it in other ways like the, like the aperture, the ISO. And um, I'm just going to run through a couple more. Did you have any questions about, about those things at all? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, so how are you, are you shooting single point focus at all? I don't even know exactly what you mean by that. <laughs> That's okay. This is why we bring it up. So a lot of cameras have options for multi-point focus where you'll see that the little, like, so I shoot Canon and when you look through the viewfinder, there's like little red squares. Yep. And so you'll notice that in a single point focus, it is only cueing the middle square dead in the center of the lens. And this gives you sort of more accuracy when you're trying to pinpoint a single thing that you want in focus. It's not always the very best way, but if you want to be sure about where those points are getting picked up, you can start switching to single point and just playing around with that so that you know if you're focusing on this kid's face, that when that middle square lights up, you're not you know, like catching something off on the side because it's multi-point focus everywhere. Sure. So I have it set and I forget what it's called, um, but it, whatever I'm focusing on, it'll follow that subject around on the screen. Okay. 
So Yep. And that's helpful for like movement and stuff like that. So that's a great, that's a great setting to, and cameras have so many different settings, but if you're just sort of like not sure why it's picking up some things and why sometimes other things aren't, try just the simple moving it to single point focus and just seeing how that plays for you. If you're using lens filters, that can cause some sharpness issues. I don't use lens filters, but I know definitely people that do, and I'm not against them or anything. I just don't use them. But if that's something that you're using and you're listening and you're finding that you're having this um, sharpness problem as well, you may want to try shooting without your filter. A couple more things you can do is just crank up your shutter speed a little bit. So obviously a longer shutter speed when the, when the shutters open longer, there's more room for your subject to move around and get blurry. Um, sometimes we do that intentionally, but if you're, if you're trying to be really sharp, crank up your shutter speed. Now, if you're trying to shoot with a really low ISO, you're just going to have to, you know, play that game because like if your aperture's not open all the way, if your ISO is really, really low, you're going to need a little bit longer of a shutter speed if it's not sunlight outside. So just playing with that triangle, there's an episode of, I can't remember which episode, but there's an episode a while back where I talk about the triangle and, and just understanding how those work together. But sometimes it is something simple, just like shutter speed. So, and then finally, just any kind of like burst mode. I know when I shoot, especially when I shoot kiddos and they're running around and everything like doing just like a boom, boom, boom. Sometimes the first shot is not in focus, but like the third one is. And so when you're doing a lot of like, this might not be relevant for people doing like seniors where they're just not really moving and posing for you. But if you're doing stuff with a lot of movement, the burst mode can takes up more memory, but it can really help you get that shot. Right. um, You know, so you're not missing it that first time. Very good. Yes. I, I, and I do do that most of the time, every once in a while I won't, but I do notice like some, some hidden gems on the card when I'm going through everything. So yeah, totally, totally. So those are, so hopefully if you're new to photography and you're tuning into this, um, hopefully those seven things can help you out. And thank you for bringing that up because it's something we all kind of struggle with. And there's certainly ways in post-production, which we're not going to get into to, to sharpen things up, but, but those should be a good place to start. Thank you. And if you are tuning in and wondering, um, what this episode is all about. So Amanda and I are in a group online called Photo Business Help, just like the podcast with Natalie Jennings. It's in Facebook. It's a private group for listeners of this show. And if you would like to join us and meet new photographers and get connected and maybe be on the show yourself and workshop a few things, you just go to jennings.photo forward slash community and it'll take you right to the page. You just have to answer a couple questions so that I know that you're a real person and we'd love to have you in the group. So jennings.photo forward slash community to join all of the folks that have been guests on this show and learn more about photography. Thank you, Amanda. We'll be back. Yeah. For one more episode of this beginner series. Can you remind people one more time where to find you? Yep. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook at agene.photo. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Thanks.